Welcome to Women with an F-Tub Mind. I'm your host, Ms. J. Marie. And it's not about awareness anymore. It's about doing the damn thing and ruffling as many feathers as you can. And here, we're about sexual assault, sexual harassment, domestic violence, and the lack of mental health help in our military. And we recognize it's a human issue and not just a specific gender. So just be ready for what we've got to say, because it's time to do the damn thing. Today, we kind of do things a little different this week, and I brought on Vigilant Valakree and the founder, Smiles, to talk about what they do, because, you know, my biggest saying is doing the damn thing. So welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you coming on. And like I said earlier, I I really appreciate you for promoting (laughs) Lainey Hankins because of you guys. That's how I found her. I found her, you know, I actually found you guys through my personal page. And when I kicked off the podcast, um, you guys were the reason that I found her book and found her. And now she's like, she's awesome. She's like my number one person, my go-to, my everything. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's absolutely awesome. Because her and I, uh, we, we talk fairly consistently now as well. Um, and her book that you mentioned I haven't finished it yet. Um, and I messaged her. I was like, girl, I'm 50 pages in and it's hit so close to home. It's so difficult to read, but it is so real. Oh, absolutely. I hate it. You know, it's such a good book, but it's sad how much you can just relate to it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so with Vigilant, to kind of switch gears, with Vigilant Valkyrie, like, what what's the story behind that where did that come from the na- I love the name by the way <laughs> thank you um so I established this organization we are now um a charity in December 2018 um I had actually met the founders of disgruntled uh veterans and in connecting with them they kind of encouraged me in knowing my passion for military um and some of the experiences I've gone through to f- uh, establish a female organization um, because I'm so proud to be a female that is serving and has served, but there's very little out there specifically for female veterans and meeting their needs and providing them resources and also giving them recognition. So our mission at Vigilant Valkyrie is connecting and supporting female warriors of all branches through veteran sisterhood, meeting the needs of the over 2 million women veterans. Um, And that's kind of one of the big things I try to really hit on is that there are over 2 million women veterans that have served or are serving. And we're based out of Colorado and just in Colorado alone, there's over 44,000 women veterans and people don't think of that. Um, So I kicked off Vigilant Valkyrie because I just felt that there was a need for that recognition um, and resources for female veterans. And couple years later, here we are, we're a charity and we're continuing to work towards um, resources and some phenomenal program ideas that we've got in the works. And I think, I think it's awesome because unfortunately, you know, still being in, it's still just as real as it was before, as it is now that women don't like, they're almost your biggest enemy while you're serving and to have like that, to find something that has that bond you know, to uplift and bring those together is something that's so far few in between that people really don't realize. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just got back from my second deployment in September. Um, 
And it was really disheartening to me to see, and I dealt with a lot of drama and tearing down from fellow females. And in comparison to the rest of our company, you know, I think there was like 22 of us in over 160 soldiers in our company. And yet we were the ones that, you know, got torn down the most by each other. And it's just absolutely crazy um, and unfortunate that that's the case. And so I just, I absolutely love, um, I mean, of, of course, I love Vigilant Valkyrie, just trying to um, establish that camaraderie that it seems a lot of the males have, establish that along the females as well. Um, and then, you know, stand alongside our brothers as also. And I think that's really important, especially now that we're seeing more women in combat roles. Like, it's hard because it's a boys club. And a lot of the times, the guys never worked with females. Like, I I personally work with a lot, and I mean a lot, of men that just haven't worked with females. And me being older, it's, like, almost hard to fathom. Like, don't you have sisters, wives, kids? Like, I'm just a what? what? Why does that make that any different? But yeah. it's such a long stigma. And I think it's so important what you're doing is that you're trying to change that stigma as well. Because women, you know, unfortunately, there are the few and far between. It's such a low number that does create that stereotype. But with things like what you're doing is breaking that stigma, breaking that stereotype and bringing women together as we should be. Because we're so outnumbered in the military that yeah. it's extremely important. Yeah, I I very much agree with that. Um, and uh, sorry, like you said earlier, scatterbrain. So I like got it down notes. It's okay. But it but it's so true. It's and I have found now, especially with Vigilant Valkyrie, my personal experiences, I get really kind of upset at females that choose to give the rest of us a bad name you know there's there's no need for that and I I very much have the perspective of it's soldier first um female second or you know sailor marine what have you first and then female second because at the end of the day that's who we are in uniform and we're standing alongside of our brothers and and all that should matter is what we're there to do and to work alongside each other not not anything else um and so I'm just kind of big on that. Uh, I, I say soldier first, female second kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I believe in, but I also don't believe in, like I say all the time, you know, the biggest thing in the military is mission first, which it does. That is the case. I mean, not when it comes to like survivors and victims and things, but, you know, right. when it comes to that team and being together and the camaraderie and just being one team, one fight, it's so important, but it goes so overlooked and it's it's insane yeah yeah it really is and I'm I went to uh, one of the leadership courses back in oh gosh it was only 2019 and there was a couple of infantry males there and they told me they're like you're the first female we've ever worked with and I was like that's absurd I never would have thought it like I didn't realize that myself and the crazy thing was they're like, you are a lot different than we ever expected any female to be because I was passionate about the military. I knew my stuff. Um, I could keep up with the males. And and so it, they literally were like, I'd rather have you on my team in infantry than some of the males that we've gotten. And so it was just shocking to me that even in 2019, there were some soldiers that had not served alongside a, a female yet 
Um, and then to hear from them that like, wow, this is not what we anticipated a female soldier being like at all in, in a positive way. Well, good on you for bridging that gap because it, I mean, I work, well, I did, I worked with a couple females and one, it was so actually both of them were so disheartening, like, cause I joined the military late and it, it was almost mind blowing. Like you hear the stereotype, but in my head, I'm like, it's just a fucking stereotype. Yeah. And then you come in and you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. It's not all the way a stereotype. But I had one of my higher ups. We were all just sitting there bullshitting one day. And he's been in for 13 years. And he Mm -hmm. said that we were the first three females he's ever worked in. Those other two females just got there last year. So we all, all in one year, he got three females. And he's been in for 13 years. And he's like, I don't even know how to handle, like, I don't even know how to handle, oh my god, my first field op, it was so stupid. You know that stupid myth of, you know, period blood attracts the bears? Oh my god. (laughs) You would have thought they were like, it was so weird having the conversation about, you know, my cycle. I'm like, this is, I'm a grown-ass woman, like, you don't need to worry about this stuff. (laughs) Like, it was so weird. (laughs) That's irrelevant here nor there. (laughs) Oh man, that's so funny. I it's funny too because that's one of the things that the males will still get butt hurt about is that in the field women tend to we get more showers by regulation. And I'm like, do you bleed for seven days in a row? Like you kind of have to shower at that point. Like it's a health thing. And then they're like, well, what do you do when you're deployed? Well, deployment's a lot different. Most women that I've spoken to, because of the stress and the change in eating and all that kind of stuff they often don't have their cycle while overseas or not as frequent. And so it's just different environment, but it's so funny how, how the males get about those things. And you're like, well, yeah, but it doesn't mean I can do the, it can't do the job just the same as you, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like that's just so stupid. It's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. with religion, villag- Jesus Christ, I wish I could fucking talk. <laughs> I'm going to say Valkyrie because apparently that's I can't good. talk today. Holy hell. Okay. So well. What is kind of like your military background in a sense? You don't have to go into detail to where like that, what really was like your calling? Like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it is. Like, fuck it. Send it. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple different things. Uh, I was raised very patriotic. Um, I've always had. So I'm actually a military police officer um, in, in investigation unit and stuff like that. So I've always had a passion for law enforcement I'm, and just kind of a pride to serve. And I also thought I'd be kind of badass. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so with that and then just um, joining and seeing the challenges that females experience, um, experiencing MST myself um, and just seeing how well that we can do just as much as the men and how much we push ourselves to do just as much as the men. Um, but also seeing that there is such a gap between that camaraderie and that brotherhood. Um, we often kind of get left out or, uh, we get looked at just as a, as a piece of meat. Um, and so it, I've been in the reserves for seven years now. I've been army reserves my entire time. However, I've spent most of that time on active duty orders between schools and deployment, And I've had array of great experiences. um, And then I've also had some absolutely awful leadership. Um, And so with Vigilant Valkyrie, um, I actually ended up at the Warrior Transition Battalion for Wounded uh, Soldiers back in, God, what was it, 2018. And 
most of those soldiers were being medically discharged for reaching out and asking for help at their lowest moment. Um, and I was just so infuriated at the response of the army to these soldiers that all that needed to happen was for them to take a knee, regroup so that they could get back in the fight. And instead, the army pulled them completely out of the fight and kicked them out. And these guys are 25, 26, 27 years old. And they're like, I plan to be in for the rest of my life. I don't know what to do now. And I was just so pissed off that for them asking for help, it, you know, for, for mental health primarily, that automatic stigma was, was put on them and they were discharged. Um, and some might think, oh, there's probably other circumstances. For the majority of those folks that I met, there was not other circumstances. That is exactly what happened. And so with that and my personal experiences of just awful leadership, um, of wanting myself to become the best NCO that I can be, to also want to provide a resource for those that are still active duty that is not going to hinder their uh, career if they reach out to us for help or guidance or a resource. Um, so kind of accumulation of those things is why I decided to, to push off with Vigilant Valkyrie. Um, and so one of the things I hope to eventually do is go to the warrior transition battalions and speak to the soldiers there because they come and they do different, like, I don't know, guest speakers and stuff like that. So I would love to go back and speak to, to those soldiers because I've been in their place. Um, and a, another thing um, that is a, a challenge of, of female veterans that male veterans don't often think of is that there are many mothers that are service members or veterans mm -hmm. and how different um, of a challenge and an awesome thing at the same time that is for women than it is for our brothers. They, they don't get that. Um, it, it's a little, it's, of course they still miss their kids when they go overseas, but it's a little different when you're mom. Um, and then just the challenges of trying to go to the VA and get the care that you need or anything in regards to the care that you need when you've got children, it's so difficult. And so we are trying to raise the funds, um, to establish a resource program to, uh, partner with, for example, we've been talking to care.com in which a female veteran would reach out to us, show proof of, for example, a VA appointment, counseling, anything that is self-care. Um, and then they would secure a sitter through care.com and we would pay care.com for their sitter. So that's one of the resources we are trying to do is assist with temporary childcare so that veteran mothers can get the self-care that they need. As a mother, I greatly appreciate that because you're absolutely right. Like it's, it's been hard, like being active duty and being in the MOS that I'm in, it's, it's been hard and they have not made it easy for me whatsoever. They're like, well, it's, why'd you join the military if you're a single parent and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes circumstances change and yeah, it's just, they, like I even at one point had, cause there was times I had to leave work early to go pick my kid up from school. And we weren't doing anything. It was irrelevant. Right. And I literally had an NCO call me and say, this is what you're going to do with your child. I've already talked to the people and this is what you're going to do with them. Try to sign my child up for some random ass daycare. Already started fucking filling out the forms and then sent them to me. It was like, I just need you to finish the rest of the form so I can give it to that lady. 
Oh my gosh. I was like, you got me all the way fucked up. If you, no, absolutely not. Yeah. That's also that same female that I was just bitching about that literally was, oh my God, was a nightmare for me and my unit. But yeah. So like I said, (laughs) as a mother, I, I can personally say that, you know, even though I wouldn't need it at some point, I know other mothers that do and would, and I think, I think that's a phenomenal. So good on you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so with that, like what, other than that, do you guys have any of the like long-term goals, short-term goals? Like, do you have goals for 2021 or anything of that sort that you want to see come out of this? Yeah, most certainly. So our, our biggest resource program that we're trying to focus on um, is what I just shared that temporary assistance with childcare, because they're kind of a lot that goes in that in regards to ensuring that there's like a vetted sitter and the cost and all that. Um, so that is our, hopefully within the next year, we'll at least have that um, kind of launched. We're just trying to establish the funds for that. Um, we also right now do once a month and it's going to become t- twice a month local meetups here in Colorado for strictly female veterans. And our hope and intent of that is to offer a safe place for female uh, veterans and active duty to come and connect, feel supported, feel understood. Um, And most of the time we just end up sitting around having coffee, laughing and joking and have a good time. Um, And it's all just female service members and veterans. Um, So that's something that we regularly do. Our long-term goals are to become a nonprofit um, because there's differences between charities and nonprofits. So currently we're a charity. We're working towards moving forward as a nonprofit organization. Uh, We would really love to launch chapters in different states. Right now, one of our admin is down in Florida and is working on kicking off like a once month coffee meetup, things of that nature. So long term, we hope to be uh, in different states as we've got a phenomenal following on our social media of women from all across America that are always saying they wish we were there. Uh, And I hate that I can't be in more than places at one time. Um, So that is one of our long term goals is to establish chapters in other states to become a nonprofit, um, to get this program for temporary child care assistance launched. And that's kind of what we've got, you know, on the dartboard for the next year to two years, as well as those monthly meetups. Um, We do other events. We just did a um, family game day. We've had a lot of requests from females followers for family friendly events because in general, veterans seem to like to drink, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but some veterans do not drink, um, and cannot drink. And then it's also not always the best environment to constantly bring kids to, um, or things like that. So we try to also create events that are family friendly. So we did a family game day, um, had a pretty decent turnout, and we just played games, you know, with the different kids and, and things of that nature. And the, and the veteran folks got to just kind of hang out and socialize with fellow veterans as their kids were kind of entertained. Um, but if I can, I'd love to share about our big event that we have in September. I don't know if you've seen some of our posts about that. I have, but I feel free to share everything to the listeners. <laughs> All right. So we are so very excited um, to host what we have titled the Valkyrie Veteran Convention. That'll be held September 25th here in Colorado Springs. 
We have partnered with the Enlisted Association, who is a nonprofit that does advocating for veterans and their rights. And we've also partnered with Victory Service Dogs, who is local to Colorado, and they provide service dogs to veterans and first responders. And so what our hope and intent uh, with this event is to bring honor and recognition and advocate for the rights and resources for women veterans. As I stated earlier, with there being over 2 million women veterans, um, that is not often realized. And so we are hoping to get as many nonprofits at this event that either offer resources specifically to females or specifically to female veterans. And we also want to get vendors there that are female veteran owned or primarily female veteran managed so that we can also support and give back to the female veteran community as well as educate the female veterans of all the plethora of resources in and out of the state um, that are available. We are super excited to have Lonnie from Cruise Corner there, who is going to be our primary speaker, sharing about her experiences as a female veteran. We're also going to have um, a local female veteran whose name is Joe. She's a bodybuilder, and she's going to be sharing about um, how that has empowered her as a female and helped her mental health. Um, and so we've actually kind of finally hammered down a, um, I guess, kind of a theme for this event and what we're going to title that motto or, you know, the, everybody loves t-shirts um, is the unseen warrior. And we're going to depict the face of a female veteran and half of it is her, you know, as, as a woman and half is her as a soldier um, with her helmet and everything. Because that's, that's kind of what this event is. It's, it's, the recognition of the unseen warrior. And that's the over 2 million women warriors that we have. Um, so we are so excited for this event that's coming up in September. And yeah, we just, we're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that's awesome because that's not something you see often at all. I mean, you see like these big, big companies doing these kind of nonprofits, like these huge ones doing things, but it's like, what about the underdogs that can't pay $150 to get into these types of events or, you know, so something doing on like doing what you're doing is phenomenal and remembering. And like you said, there's so many, there are so many, you know, service members and veterans, female type that, that goes so unrecognized because of there's so many different reasons. So that's, good for you guys and i will be supporting here on the east coast um thank you well that i possibly can and if you, you know when you talked about those, love those... To have you. oh sorry <laughs> oh sorry no you're good i hate when i do that because i'm like oh my god i feel rude um, no, 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 i i think i talked over you i was just saying if you if you can make it out we'd love to have you so i would love i would have to look yeah when you said the date i'll have to look at a couple things because i that's something i would love to be a part of. And when it comes to the chapters, um, we can talk offline on that, but I would love to be able to help and see what you guys need to do. You know, maybe bringing something over to the East coast because yeah. you guys are <laughs> all the way across, you know, <laughs> the country. Right. Um, so like I said, we can talk about that offline, but I would love to be able to see what I can do to help you guys, or at least put the word out to potentially get something out there. Mm -hmm. um, so curiosity where did the name come from? Um, so disgruntled vets actually helped me come up with it. Um, but the reason, the reason behind it and why I decided to go with it, because we kind of had a different number of different names on a list. Um, Vigilant, of course, um, 
I, you know, I, I take that as we're vigilant in our duties is, you know, we are that soldier first. We, um, it, us being a woman does not hold us back from carrying our own weight and doing and completing the mission. Um, and then Valkyrie uh, for me was, uh, for those that are familiar, at least with the army, there's kind of a tradition of, of some Nordic things, um, especially when it comes to Valhalla and how we always say until Valhalla or see you in Valhalla when our brothers or sisters have fallen. And so another um, background to the Valkyrie was she's the right hand maiden of, uh, I believe is Odin. And she would carry the fallen warriors from the battlefield to Valhalla. So in kind of keeping with the army tradition, um, I just thought that that went very, very well. Um, Vigilant Valkyrie, the right hand maiden, um, we're right next to our brothers um, and we'll carry them across that battlefield. I love, I love that. That's so, that's different. And I've seen the word Valkyrie for so many different things. Um, like at one point I was doing a programming called Valkyrie, Valkyrie performance. And it was phenomenal, but that, I, I, I love that. I love the concept of it and like the flow and it's not like your typical it's not something that's very common. And I think that's what sticks out the most to me on it is because it is so different, but the meaning behind it is, is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sentimental with things. I, I always tell, call myself a, a military nerd. Um, I love military things. I love the traditions. Um, I'm just very proud to serve. <laughs> so, but you know, and it's, it's crazy that I, I'm so proud to serve and yet I have, faced so many challenges in the military and just so many instances that have not been handled as they should have or um, being in the investigator capacity that I've been in within the military, seeing how many things that folks try to sweep under the rug um, when it comes to sexual assault or sexual assault or sexual allegations. Um, And it's just, it's just insane, especially more so that like people let their rank get in the way of, something being addressed. Like I, my primary assignment on this last deployment was, you know, as an MP, my secondary assignment was as an investigator and a sexual assault allegation was brought to my attention by um, a fellow NCO. So then I went to the sharp representative and asked like, Hey, was CID modified? Is this being addressed? Because us being the investigators and no CID on grounds, we should have been notified and we weren't. And that sharp representative who was higher ranking MCO than I was more upset about the fact that a lower ranking soldier was coming to him, questioning him and looking at me in the capacity of my E5 to his E7, instead of I'm an investigator coming to you as a sharp representative to ensure that this sexual assault allegation is being properly addressed through the proper channels. And then I actually ended up because of that, the commander came to me and got all upset and was trying to get me to back off. And I, I had to pull the authority card, which, you know, when you're, when you're an MP and investigator, we do have that capacity, but you know, you're supposed to have customs courtesies, but anyways, in this regard, I had to pull that authority card and, and say, Hey, my authority derives from somebody higher than you much higher. And you cannot tell me that I cannot investigate a sexual assault allegation. Good and for so, you. That Good for you. Seriously. <laughs> And it, but it's, it's frustrating that that even has to be a thing. And then you get others that may be in, you know, the MP capacity 
or an investigator, what have you, that may be more intimidated by that rank and might not give that necessary pushback as needed because of the rank structure, which, which I get, you know, obviously that's vital. It's kind of the military in every branch, but it's just, it's just crazy how they would rather things not be addressed or they're more concerned about the things that don't matter as much as somebody was potentially sexually assaulted and that takes priority. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I was saying. That's why I said good on you because I've seen it to where, you know, the rank thing does take a part into it to where like the intimidation and it's, it's so fucking stupid that it's something that is as serious as sexual assault and then people want to pull the rank card. Like, no, your rank's irrelevant at this point. Like, this is a sexual... Like, yeah. Get the fuck over yourself. Yes, custom courtesies. But sexual <laughs> assault trumps all of that. Like, yeah, it just goes back to being a decent fucking human because <laughs> it's the reality of it. Like, you ain't going to do that in the civilian world. Like, let's be realistic about that because somebody sexually assaulted, they're not gonna, there's no rank structure in the civilian world. So why, that goes with my post yesterday, like, about the uniform doesn't make you a good person. Why are we shielded by the uniform when something is done wrong? Like, that's not, that's not a fucking thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it and it's protect you from that. Right. It's, it's absurd because, you know, the military in general, no matter which branch, you are supposed to be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. And then, you know, when you're an MP and all that, they, they say that you're supposed to be held to an even higher standard because they're we're the ones that are supposed to enforce the standards on our fellow soldiers kind of deal. But you're right. So many folks use and are um, able to use the uniform as an excuse to get away with things. And it's frustrating because... It kind of actually reminds me of, of everything, unfortunately, going on in America in regards to law enforcement on you have those bad apples and then they tend sometimes to get protected, whereas you've got those good folks in uniform that are like, no, get this person out, get them out of this uniform. They don't deserve the right or the honor to wear this uniform. And and that's not, I think, how it is often enough in the military. It's you have a good PT test or you scored really high, scored really high on this. So you know what? We'll look the other way. Which I think is, that's so funny that you bring that up because I, I mentioned that in my post where I'm like, it, I don't give a shit about your PT scores. <laughs> I don't give a shit how hard of a worker you are. At the end of the day, if you are a rapist or an abuser, like you're a rapist or an abuser, that does not, you're, because you can run a, an 18 minute three mile does not, yeah. does not validate you doing what you did. Yeah. It's it's so fucking absurd that this still we're in 2021 and the fact that it's still a thing is it's just mind blowing and, and people are still getting away with it. Okay. That's the part I don't understand. Yeah, and it's you know the whole first of all the UCMJs is very very old. They update it, but there's still some regulations and things that are very very old, um, and it's just. I think in some aspects, there kind of needs to be a, a revamp. Um, you know, the SHARP program, in my perspective, is a joke. Um, nobody takes it seriously. It's so it's become so monotonous that it just has no effect on soldiers anymore because it's just a check in the box off the list to do that PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Um, so it's not effective. And then, you know, the it's so frustrating. I think even with EO complaints and with SHARP, they say 
if it's not proven, so it's just an allegation, then the um, alleged perpetrator gets to stay where they're at and doesn't have to move, but then they're going to move the victim more often than not. And so it is then perceived that it's like they did something wrong and they have to be kicked out of the folks that they know and the fo- their buddies and all that because they reported something. Whereas the other person who's causing the problems stays, stays there. And, and, and that was my experience. And this was more for, more for um, like EO and, and bullying and just things of that nature that I had evidence of, and it was obvious and it was seen and I had witnesses. And instead of addressing that problem and, and moving those soldiers, I got kicked out of that platoon and moved different assignments and just those that knew exactly what was going on and witnesses to it were so upset and were like, command is just showing that they don't care what these other guys are doing. They're going to allow them to continue to do it to others as they were and just completely kick you out and move you and, and cause you to lose your soldiers and things like that. So it's just absolutely insane how they address most of the time, many situations. And you're, you are absolutely right. Like, I feel like, I don't even know, because I think a lot of the problem boils down to is that everybody's still stuck in that old school mindset because mm-hmm. the, the military has changed. The times are changed. The generations are so different from when a lot of these leaderships yeah. were raised, or just the military wise, just within the last five to 10 years, things have drastically changed. Just yes. the mentality, how things are trained, how things are done. And I think that's what causes a lot of it is because back in the good old days, or back <laughs> in my day, um, that's how it was done. Yeah. And now they're so stuck in that mindset to where they thought that that was the easiest way. Just because it's the easiest way doesn't mean it's the right way to do things. And, yeah. you know, over time, they say that people become wise. No, the fuck they, not always. <laughs> not <laughs> Always. A lot of times they become fucking dumber or just right. don't do it with the times. Like sometimes yeah. you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, and, and I agree with that. I, I do think, um, in my personal opinion, that basic training has become very, very easy um, and soft, which I think is uh, unfortunate. And I, I don't think that the military should soften um, training and the mindset of, of being a soldier. I think that is very vital and important, especially if and when the time comes, we do go back to war. But um, the way they address things amongst the ranks, if they're not addressing it properly, like, for example, my my circumstances when I was overseas and the bullying and all that kind of stuff, it wasn't, wasn't that I was sensitive. It wasn't that I was just getting offended. It was targeting from fellow soldiers as well as my platoon leadership that, that I had many statements against and all sorts of stuff and investigations opened up. And the important thing, especially when you're overseas in the Middle East, is that you have that unity. You're able to work together as a team and trust your teammates because you might just have to go to combat with them. And so for me, I didn't have that. And I made it clear. I was like, look, I don't trust these guys. I'm not comfortable with them. They've made it clear they don't give two fucks about me and that if something were to pop off, they wouldn't have my back. And I've done nothing wrong. And yet they just, 
they just got a problem with me. And, and so it affects unit um, unity that you have to have in order to, to, to function as you're supposed to. And so again, instead of squashing that and, and not um, prohibiting that within the military ranks, they're just like, eh, we'll just move her. And then those, that like it was a whole squad that squad continued to bully others in that platoon awfully and so it's just like you said you can't teach an old dog new tricks they just would rather boot out who they think you know oh we'll we'll kick out this person and they'll stop bullying them or they'll stop doing this to them and not look at the fact that hey that behavior just needs to not be tolerated because it's causing a division amongst our ranks it's so funny that you bring that up too well it's one thing i don't let me backtrack quick, um, is that you would think that this is the time right now to be taking care of your troops, your junior service members, and training them and building them up in case, you know, it does become a time of war. Because yeah. if you're just sitting here just being a bunch of fucktards and not addressing the issues, what are you going to do when you don't have effective service members because you didn't take care of them during the time, the perfect time to do so? Right. But then it comes into the mindset of, well, they didn't see combat. They shouldn't have problems. Their life should be just fucking peachy. Like, <laughs> what? That's not how life works. Life is full of bullshit sometimes. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring up, like, the bullying and moving somebody. Um, that actually happened to me. Is that I was bringing light to these problems that was going on. Me being sexually harassed by one of my sergeants. Um, w- being singled out. For no fucking reason. And then, you know, people trying to dictate what I do with my child, amongst other things. And then it was, well, you're just bitching a lot. So they moved me. They literally moved me. Because they thought I was the problem child. But I was just pointing out the problems. That, again, a sergeant is sexually harassing me. Again, there's, out of 150 people in my little section... And my little part of the unit, 150 of us. Hmm. And out of that 150, there are six females. And we're only three of us are in one specific subpart. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of options here. But at the same time, it, how is that okay? And I addressed that multiple times that I was being sexually harassed and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> and it just it, this just happened like well the movement part literally changed like two weeks ago but it's just funny that you brought that up because I'm just I'm living that right now <laughs> yeah it's I mean that's their solution they think that's gonna solve the problem when it when it's not it's you're literally just shutting the person up and and not addressing the root of the issue at hand and and oh man I don't know it's just it's insane it, it's such a, a, a common crazy I I don't get it and I don't know on deployment too this this last well both of them were interesting but this last one too I was told that I took too much initiative and I was too motivated and I'm like how is that a thing (laughs) y'all bitch that females don't do enough and then you got a female that does enough and then you bitch about doing too much yeah where's the logic in that (laughs) yeah you tell your joes like hey I need some motivation or I need some folks to take initiative I was on top of that stuff and then trying to set a good example for my soldiers. And then I get told is their NCO, Hey, you're, you're too motivated and you take too much initiative. Like 
what saying <laughs> it's just i feel like my toolbox as as an nc uh, as a leader as a sergeant has more of what not to be and what not to do examples than hey this is the kind of nco you want to be this is the kind of nco you should be and it's i mean i've learned a lot from that you know but it, it's shitty that there's so more like so more shitty leadership than there is good that it, mm-hmm. it, it seems. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Like my, I have one person at same little subsection of the unit. I have one person that I could rely on to trust to have good leadership. And they left for fucking deployment today. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. <sighs> Yeah, it, and that's that's something that I, I take credit in, at least, that, like, I still have my soldiers that will come back to me or on deployment when, you know, they'd move our teams around. My soldiers would, my former soldiers would still come to me and be like, hey, can you help me with my packet or could you help me with this? And so even though I kept losing them, they they still would come back to me and just, I don't know, that gave me pride. And I'm like, all right. That's, I'm, that's, that's like one of right. the best feelings, too. Like, it, it doesn't matter what it is, how small it is. Like, the fact that they just trust you enough to help them out is a huge thing in itself yeah yeah so to kind of wrap this up a little bit first off thank you for you know sharing that sharing a different spotlight like I know we were starting talking about you know vigilant Valkyrie but also sharing a light from your perspective and being you know the MP like you were firsthand into the bullshit (laughs) the reality of the fuckery that goes that's that's really a a real thing yeah so I appreciate you sharing that perspective um and to add you know you're doing the damn thing and uh you know it's good it is definitely good to hear that there are still people out there that are doing the damn thing still trying no matter how many times you know you got moved and there's telling you have too much initiative that's crazy um <laughs> too much initiative but you're still like hell no like i'm gonna keep this i'm gonna keep trucking along like this is me suck it up buttercup and i'm gonna ruffle all your fucking feathers because yep. this is who i am so yeah. good for you on that like seriously <laughs> thank you and you know and it's hasn't been easy I know I was I felt so broken on this last appointment at one point I wrote about three pages out of all the accomplishments and great things that I had done in the army through my career just as I needed to remind myself that I wasn't the shit bag that they were making me out to be and I had done so much and just saved lives just it's so everything not everything but I'd done a lot and it it's shitty that I'd gotten so broken by fellow soldiers in chain of command that I had to sit there in tears and write down, Hey, in 2016, you accomplished this as a soldier and you did this and you did that. But sometimes, unfortunately, that's, that's what you got to do is, is it it can be so easy to fall into that trap of, of giving up um, and just kind of letting those other folks win. Um, But we can't do that <laughs> as right. hard as it is in that moment. And I, I've been there. There's so many times where I felt like giving up just in, in so many different aspects, but sometimes it takes that writing out, Hey, I accomplished this as, as, the, as a service member. And it's okay to need to do that. <laughs> and that's, that's one thing we definitely talk about all the time is healthy coping and writing out things is one of the things I tell people, especially when people reach out to me, I'm like, Look, write a letter to yourself, write a letter to this person, like don't actually give it to them, but just put it all out there. And it'd be a lot more helpful 
you know, I used to, when I was a a personal trainer, that was one of the things I I made them have like a little journal. Like this is my short-term goals, my long-term goals. This is what I accomplished. This is what I want to accomplish. Like just kind of like, this is me, you know, I'm that bitch. Like just that mini little pep talk that you got to have with yourself. Like we all do it. And it's, it's so important to do that. Like you need, some people need the validation from other people, but at the end of the day too, like the biggest validation is what you do for yourself. Yeah. Most certainly. Um, one last thing. So if somebody wanted to, you know, get involved with Vigilant or, you know, find out more information, um, and I know you guys have apparel as well, yeah. what is the best way to reach out? Is it Facebook, Instagram, either or? Like, what is your what is your go-to if people want to reach out to you guys? Well, so we have a website now. Um, that link is vigilantvalkyrie.org. And from our website, you can access our online apparel store, as well as shoot us a direct message that'll come um, into our email. We do have, like you stated, Facebook and Instagram. We check our Facebook messages daily. Um, We are very active, well, daily active on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, But if you check out our website, like I said, that's vigilantvalkyrie.org. That'll tell you all about us, who we are, what we do, our online store link. It also introduces every member of my team um and then it can tell it actually has links to our facebook and our instagram and everything from there awesome well thank you again for you know coming on talking about what you do doing the damn thing and continuously doing that in so many different directions and just know like whatever you guys need if it's to support you know put word out because i mean you guys have a big following but You know, if there's anything that you guys ever need, a partnership, a voice, uh, we're here for you guys for that as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think the biggest thing right now is is just sharing. We do have a large following, but to get folks involved and out has been such a disheartening challenge. Um, And I've wanted to give up a number of times because I'm like, people ask for this and we give it and they don't follow through. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. So, but thank you so much. It's, it's been phenomenal talking to you and we greatly appreciate for this opportunity to come share about who we are and what we're doing. Of course. And on that note, I'm Jay Marie and I got Joe back. Women with an F'd up mind is not DOD affiliated or any branch of service. We are not endorsed by any of them, even the ones that we serve in. We're just about stating our opinions, talking about the experiences, And just, how stating public records. So I just wanted to make that clear because all we're about is making people uncomfortable, ruffling as many feathers as we can, and, you know, doing the damn thing.